I get it. You operate a business in the horse industry and you know you need to be online to grow your business, but you're overwhelmed at the process and you might not even have an idea where to start. Well, I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you're listening to the Digital Hoofprint Podcast, a podcast that shares strategy, resources, and motivation for you to grow your horse business online. My name is Abriana and I am a business coach, brand strategist, and designer that works with equine entrepreneurs who are struggling with their online presence. I transform grade horse businesses into industry unicorns. And if you're listening to this podcast, you must be ready to establish your digital hoofprint. So whether you're listening to this while cleaning stalls or after a long day working horses, I'm breaking down this process into digestible nuggets so you can take them and apply them to your business today. Thanks so much for listening again, and let's get into today's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Digital Hoofprint Podcast, a podcast where I share resources, strategy, and motivation for horse business owners to show up for their audiences online. If you are new here, welcome. If you have tuned into my previous episodes, welcome back. Thank you. I appreciate all of you for tuning in. If you remember after this episode, go and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and a rating, all those things, and let me know what you think about this episode. Today, I wanted to talk about some of the things that I've learned going from six years in a nine to five to six months in full-time entrepreneurship. Let me tell you, it has been a journey. I guess, let me just go ahead and give you some background just in case you are new here. Um, I graduated college and went straight into working at an animal hospital because I was on the pre-veterinary track and I worked my way up from a vet assistant to a technician, to management. And I managed the pet resort and brought it back to life at my uh, the corporate animal hospital that I worked at. Did that, worked at that place for six years and decided that I needed to do something different. I needed to take the leap. I was frustrated. I loved the animals and I love my coworkers and my clients were really, really nice, but I knew that was not where I wanted to be long-term and I needed something different. So I took the leap and September started working for myself full-time at Black Unicorn Creative. It had always been kind of a side hustle, side job. And September, I said, all right, this is it. I'm putting all my eggs in this basket and here we go. So now in February, I was telling my story to someone and I realized that, wow, I've been doing this for six months. Six months might not sound like a long time for some of you, but it's a long time for me, especially to be doing 
something that I dreamed of. Like I never, this is not the path that I initially thought I would be on, but, you know, working for myself, creating my own schedule, being flexible, being able to work on projects that challenge me creatively, that is what I dreamed of. And that is what I get to do now. And I love it. I, I really do. So six months, six months into this thing, I have learned so much about business and about myself and about my ability to think bigger than I ever have and execute on a level that I never have. So let me get into this list of things that I've learned so I won't keep you here all night because I for sure could go very long on this this entire subject. <laughs> but I got a few points here that I really want to point out. First thing is entrepreneurship in itself is not for the weak. It's not for the sensitive and it is not for the confused. I went in to full-time entrepreneurship thinking that I knew exactly what it is I wanted to do and really, really, really said to myself, hey, like this is this is the plan. This is what you're going to do to be successful. This is how you're going to thrive. This is going to be great. I had been working on web projects for horse businesses on the side for a long time. So I said, you know what, this is what I'm going to do full time. It wasn't until I made it my livelihood that I realized, okay, I, I'm not going to do this forever. Like I cannot do this forever. I'm not super passionate about building websites that I would do this for 10 years, you know? There's got to be some step beyond that. I'm gonna keep doing it because I enjoy it, but I'm not passionate about it. So I had to diversify my offerings to say, okay, what is it that I'm truly passionate? What is it, what is it about web building that I am passionate about? And that was the design aspect and being able to make a beautiful site and have people visit the site and be clear on what it is that they're seeing and have the website really do the heavy lifting. I mean, technology doesn't have feelings, nor do you have to, you know, pay it every hour on the hour. So utilize it for what it's made for and make it do the heavy lifting in your business. That is something, that is a, a hill I will die on, okay? It is not for the sensitive or the confused. I had to really, really, really take a step back and I always say now when I'm when I'm making decisions or making observations, I have to say, is this based on a fact or a feeling? You know, when I'm having 
business conversations with people and I feel slightly offended or I'm wondering if they really meant what they said. You know how text and email can be misconstrued, tone can be misconstrued. I'm like, okay, is this based on a fact or a feeling? If it's based on a feeling, I can accept that feeling, move on, and then deal with the facts, okay? And when I say it's not for the confused, I mean, you can pivot as many times as you want, for sure, but you have to be 100% committed to the fact that you are running a business, period. No matter what that business is, you have to be committed to running it. And so that's why I say it is not for the confused. There's no room to be wishy-washy and dumbfounded when you are reliant upon yourself for your own income. And whatever dependents you have, they're all reliant upon you finding, completing work for yourself. So the next thing I learned after six months of entrepreneurship, and let me just say, some of these things like I already had an idea of, but this last six months solidified it in the bank for me. Okay. Okay. So I'm not going to say like I was clueless. But the next thing I learned is that discipline is key. I have researched and studied and learned so much about productivity and this whole work from home life because I have not worked from home in six years. You know, even in college, I was doing homework from home, you know, but it's just not the same. I've not been in a situation where I am at home all the time. So I had to learn how to navigate that. And I had to learn how to be disciplined and honestly set boundaries because a lot of people think just because you work from home and you're at home and, you know, they don't see what it is that you are doing, that you're not doing anything and they feel like it's okay to just call or stop by or just show up. And it's like, no, we're still making money over here. Let's let's set some boundaries so we can uh, we can all we can all be in a happy place, right? Discipline is key, and boundaries follow closely behind that. The next thing I learned after six months of entrepreneurship is. It is not your place to question the vision that you have. Let me say that again. It is not your place to question the vision that you have for your, for your life and for your business. I came across this quote, someone shared it. Maybe it was a meme or a tweet or something, but it said, when God told you what your calling was, It wasn't a conference call. And so, or I'm paraphrasing that, but that means that just because someone else doesn't understand your vision, 
doesn't mean it needs to be questioned or it's invalid when God gave you your calling God universe you know the spirits your ancestors whoever it is that you believe uh when you receive that calling on your life it it was not a conference call it was meant for you specifically that was your calling so you can't be upset when someone else does not see the same vision because they receive their own calling as well you just have to take yours and run with it. Next thing I learned after six months of full-time entrepreneurship is that you have to give yourself permission to dream big. So that kind of plays on the last thing I learned as well. You know, I have this vision for my life and for my business, but I started to just think of what I have seen. I know what is possible because I have seen it, right? I've seen other businesses work this way. I have seen other businesses, you know, get to this point and they're doing really well. And like, that's pretty much it. I've seen that. So that's what I'm comfortable with. And that's what I can say is easily attainable because I can see it. It is tangible. But my dreams, my, you know, if there was, if money was no issue, this is what I would be doing type situations, that is huge. And that is much bigger than anything that I have just seen with my eyes, right? So giving myself permission to dream big has really, really, really changed my outlook on possibilities, even, even small possibilities. Like, hmm, maybe I can train my mini horse to line dance or something like that. You know, even the smaller things in life, allowing myself to dream big when it comes to my future and my business has just created a, a sense of optimism around me when you know interacting with my horses and interacting with my friends and family so that is one of the things that I truly appreciate about this journey next thing I learned after six months of entrepreneurship full-time you have to be flexible in your execution but stubborn in your vision what does that mean? What does that mean? When you have a vision, you know, that is that is the end point. And we have a picture in our mind of what that journey is supposed to look like. Maybe it's because we know someone who went through the same journey or there's, you know, we downloaded a freebie and there was a blueprint or some something like that. But it might not always be the case. There are many, many ways to get to the same destination and we have to forge our own way. So the quote says, be flexible in your execution. You know, don't get all hung up on things happening a certain way that you lose sight of the vision 
simply because your journey looks different than someone else's. You have to be stubborn in the vision, that end goal, saying keeping that in your mind and being flexible in your journey and the processes that you have to go to go through to make your vision come to life the next thing I learned which is summing up pretty much everything I said before is that mindset is the first step to tackling any challenge reframing my mindset when it comes to challenges that I faced in my business and in my life has really been influential in positive outcomes. So I'll say, for example, I was doing something on a website and I could not figure out how to make it work. Like I, I was struggling so hard and I put it off. I, you know, I tried, I tried, I couldn't figure it out and I put it off. I put it off, put it off. And I was telling myself, you know, this is hard and I can't figure it out. That's why I can't do it. And that was not the way to go. Of course, if I continued to tell myself that, I was not going to figure out a way to do it. But it took figuring out a different thing on a different project. And I was proud of myself. I was like, yes, girl, you did that. You solved that problem for this client and you're amazing. And it gave me the confidence to say, hey, let's try that other thing too and see if we can get it. And I did. And I was like, why do I put myself in this vicious cycle of, oh my gosh, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then like, I can, (laughs) I can, and I do. Uh, So like, what is the point? What is the point? Mindset is so important when it comes to overcoming challenges. So if you have a problem, if you come up with a challenge in your life or in your business, take a second, feel whatever it is you need to feel, and then say, okay, since I know that I can tackle this, since I know I can get past this, what's the next step? What do I need to do? I know it's already, it's almost fixed. What do I need to do? and approach it differently and see how things change for you. The next thing that I learned in the last six months is that it is so important to rely on your support system. If I did not have someone or or multiple people that I could bounce ideas off of and get feedback from and truly just share this journey with, I do not know where I would be. Entrepreneurship is lonely, you know? Having to not necessarily compete, but having to put yourself out there constantly, constantly to 
gain traction and, and get eyes on your, your business and your content. It can be draining. It, it can be lonely. And people who are working for someone else don't necessarily have to do that. So be sure to find a support system. If it's not someone in your daily life that you can rely on, find some friends online, network with people and connect with people and collaborate so that you can rely on them for support when you need it the most. Next thing I learned in six months of entrepreneurship was that it is important for me to understand and reflect on patterns of my behavior that influence my work. So I have been listening to a podcast and doing some research on the difference between women and men in the workplace. So the podcast is the, the Courtney Sanders podcast, and it talks about how corporate America was designed for men this eight to five kind of work all day and you know job well done five days a week like that's what you're supposed to do that was not designed for women and so thinking that I was like wow like that's that's interesting. And so she also goes on to talk about how women are cyclical in nature, you know, biologically and behaviorally, and how we have to find different ways to work for ourselves to maximize, you know, our, our output. So for example, uh, different times of the month women can be more emotional or more analytical more work driven and I have observed that in myself but also it goes it gets down to the day you know some women have really productive mornings and some women have really productive nights and here I am at night <laughs> recording this podcast episode because I feel productive I feel energized and I'm ready to get this done but if you ask me to do this at nine o'clock this morning I probably would have said nah nah not feeling it right now so understanding your patterns of behavior and knowing how they, you can utilize them to maximize your work schedule. You know, I might take a break in the middle of the day and eat snacks, take a nap. But if I get my work done and it's later in the night, it's done. It's done by the next day anyway. So I own that for myself. That is, that is, you know, what works for me. And you have to figure out what works for you. The last thing that I have learned in six months of entrepreneurship is that you need to humble yourself because you are a forever student. And 
it is easy to forget that when you're building your business and people are talking about your expertise. What is your expertise? What is your expertise? It has a an air of, you know, grandeur where you don't like I'm the prime. I am I am the best. I'm really good at what I do. And people want your expertise because you are good at what you do. So sometimes that puts a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. We we've got to we've got to remain humble because that chip can be knocked off really quickly and you know not that it happened at a major scale for me but I felt super confident in the things that I was doing until I realized that I didn't want to do them for 10 years. So I said, okay. Well, let me get into what about this I enjoy the most and build my expertise in that so that I can do what I enjoy for 10 years, <laughs> right? So humbling yourself and acknowledging that you are forever, you are a forever student. We are forever students to our horses and we are students to our crafts and remaining humble and being open and listening and learning and observing all of those are so important when it comes to operating a business as well so as I talk about growing your business online and showing up for your audience and building a community around your brand just know that this is a forever learning process and you are going to get better at it and things will change and you will have to adapt with that as well. But it's just so important to remain open and just be available to receive the information that is out here for us. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this little bonus episode that's a little bit more personal for me, but I uh, would really, really appreciate it if you would come, you know, over to Instagram or my Facebook and tell me what, what is something that you've learned in your journey of entrepreneurship? I mean, there's, there are so many lessons. Like I said, we are forever students. So hop over to social media and let me know what you think and, and, what you have learned and don't forget go over to uh apple podcasts and leave me a review for this podcast rate review um i do have a youtube channel so if you follow my social media you can click the link in my bio on instagram and you can find my youtube channel there if you would like to subscribe Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will see you on the next episode.